Astro. No. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. Ay, what you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. She said that I'm cool. That's right. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's Welcome back to another podcast podcast it's been a long time it has been a really long time i think it's been over a month um but this is the dazzle man for the dazzle man's fantasy sports podcast it is may 17 2021 episode 9 and i'm glad to be back there's a lot to talk about today um we've got a we of course we've got to talk about the northwest iowa all-stars that season wrapped up for fantasy basketball got to do a recap on that and what's been going on the past month in that league with the playoffs um, we've got NFL draft news to talk about. We've got NFL draft fantasy football to talk about here coming up. Um, you know, state track is coming up. Baseball season for Sioux Falls Christian is ending here. Um, the twins stink. And a lot I've been watching, obviously, over the last month, too. So um, let's get after it. Let's start off with uh, the news of the past month here. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, I, I've got things split up into a lot of segments today, um, at least from what I've been watching. We'll talk about the NFL draft in a separate segment and the NFL fantasy football in a separate segment. And the NBA fantasy stuff in a separate segment, but uh, as far as news, I, I mentioned a lot of it already. Um, Sioux Falls track and field is doing. I know the boys are doing really well. I don't really know how the girls are doing, but uh, I know the boys are in in line to to win the whole thing. I think they've got a couple weeks left in that season. Um, the baseball team is finishing up here this week, I think. And I don't know when their playoffs start. I don't know if it starts this weekend or if it's next week, but uh, you know they're trying to finish up strong as well. School is ending here in three and a half days, so the kids will be home. Dave will be home. Um, so I know everybody's looking forward to that as well in the summer beginning here. As far as news around the, the country, around the world, um, you know, I don't know if it's news if, or if it's just daily life now, the, the Palestinian and Israelis are, are fighting again in the Middle East. Um, Hall of Fame induction happened this past weekend. KG, Tim Duncan, and Kobe has to be one of the best, one of the best NBA Hall of Fame classes with those three guys. I mean, they were just, those three were just ridiculous. Um, you know, Kobe was just kind of the ultimate competitor. Um, you know, shooting guard, kind of in the Jordan mold a little bit. Probably probably closer to Jordan as far as who Jordan was than anybody. Um, you know, LeBron is, in my mind, closer to, like, Magic Johnson, maybe a guy like that. But um, Kobe was one of the greatest players of our generation. You know, KG, just a super fierce competitor, just a 
a dog out there. I mean, seven seven foot, seven one, whatever he was, kind of the first guy who was um, that that tall and could do everything. He was fast. He could jump. He could dribble. He could pass. He could shoot from anywhere. Um, you know, obviously the greatest Timberwolf ever to play for sure. Um, won a championship with the Celtics, and he was just. He was so much fun to watch. And then there was Tim Duncan who won. I don't know how many championships he won. Um, I don't know if he won as many as Kobe or not, but he won at least three or four. Uh, he was he was kind of the guy who just puts you to sleep with just so solid fundamentally, so tall, so big, and just did everything. It just felt like perfectly. Um, just n- no real... No real, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm thinking of? No real weakness to his game. Uh, maybe free throw shooting at times, but man, he was he was one of the best to ever play. And those three guys getting inducted this weekend was was a was a big deal. So, um, other than that, the the Twins continue their struggles. They're one of the worst teams in the league, so it's been tough watching them. The Wild are, are ahead one game to nothing over Vegas in the, the first round of the playoffs, so that's kind of fun. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, Tula Festival this past weekend. How's, how's that for news? Tula Festival in Orange City, Iowa. So so that's what I got. And now moving on to, let's move on to the NBA fantasy season, and let's recap, recap that a little bit. I've paid my dues. Time after time, I've done my sentence, but committed no crime, and bad mistakes, I've made a few, I've had my shelves and kicked in my bed, but I've come through. pains me to play that song for anybody but myself and it especially pains me to play it for Wasp but the champion of the Northwest Iowa All-Stars inaugural season goes to the Burt's Bunch this year in a close fought victory against uh, Lockdown Lukey looks like he won it 5-4 to four. and we'll, we'll recap the last couple weeks here a little bit um, first round of the playoffs Man, that was <laughs> it was it was crazy. It's been it's been a crazy four weeks for the four playoff teams. Uh, Burt's Bunch played the Little Giants. They won five to three to one in that week. Um, you know the the difference for a lot of these games comes down to the field goal and free throw percentages, and just so so let's let's go through the 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 categories in the in that matchup the Burt's bunch winning five to three to one over the little giants field goal percentage bunch won five eight two one to four six five eight for keepers uh free throw percentage eight oh eight oh for Burt's bunch seven seven oh three for for the little giants three pointers were tied exactly at one seventy four to one seventy four um 
Rebounds, Bunch has been winning that category pretty much all year. He beat keepers by quite a bit on that one, 614 to 495. Assists went to the Little Giants, 360 to 342. Steals went to the Little Giants, 85 to 83. Blocks went to Burt's Bunch, 43 to 38. And turnovers went to the Little Giants, 183 to 198. And points went to the Bunch, um, 1647 to 1518. And after all that, after that um, huge matchup between those teams, neither of them would have beaten Lockdown Lukey or myself that week. Um, we were we were in a huge matchup against each other. Um, that one ended up being four to four to one, and a, a tie between the two of us. And I found out the tiebreaker was the higher seed. So even though Lockdown Lukey had fewer wins than my than my squad in the regular season, he did have the higher seed for winning his division. So he went on to play in the championship game against uh, Burt's Bunch. But looking at our – well, back to the Burt's Bunch and, and Keepers matchup. Tons of players going in that that uh, during that, those two weeks. Neither of them hit the 80-game threshold. Uh, keepers had 76 games, uh, the bunch having 78, which maybe those two games were the difference. Um, Little Giants had nine acquisitions out of 14 for those two weeks, while the bunch had five out of 14. Just a ton of different players going for the Little Giants. I mean, he had Kobe White, um, OJ Anuobi, Jason Tate, point guard for Houston. Um, Darius Garland, Devontae Graham, um, just a bunch. Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, we're digging from the bottom of the barrel here for the Little Giants. He did have Carl Anthony Towns going that week, those two weeks. And Carl Anthony Towns had 178 points, 78 rebounds, 31 assists, and 19 threes in two weeks. That's was, was a huge number from, uh, from Cat. Um, but looking at the bunch... Not as many guys, but I mean, if anybody was paying attention outside of the four guys that were in the playoffs, everybody got hurt these past four weeks. Um, there's just guys in and out of the lineups, and it was tough trying to find guys to start. I see uh, Burt's Bunch had Marcus Smart going at times for him, Brooke Lopez, um, outside of his normal type guys. Steph Curry had 230 points, 41 threes, 38 rebounds, 35 assists in that two-week span for Burt's Bunch. That's a huge number from Steph Curry, and that was probably a huge difference in this matchup between the Bunch and, and Keepers. Um, but the Bunch did win it 5-3-1 to one to move on to the championship. Now going back to the, the other game between myself and Lockdown Lukey, which ended up 4-4-1. Four, four just a ton of different things going on here. Um, field goal percentage, I won that 4855 to 4844 for Lockdown Lukey. Free throw percentage, 7945 to 7868 for Lockdown Lukey. Three pointers, I got him pretty heavily in that one, 163 to 127 for my squad. Uh, rebounds, Lucky got me in that one pretty heavily, 648 to 533. Assists were exactly tied, 439 to 439. Steals, 
Locked on Luki won by one, 107 to 106. Uh, blocks, he won by nine in that one, 54 to 43. Turnovers, he won in that category, 200 to 228. And then points, I won 1982 to 1619. Um, going, to, going back to the assists and the steals, I was ahead for most of this um, two-week stretch between the, the, the two teams. I had 87 games out of 80 played. Lockdown Luki at 85. I had things set up perfectly for the the last Sunday. And then two guys that I was expecting to play did not play on that Sunday. And one was Dennis Schroeder for the Lakers. Um, suddenly got COVID on that Sunday. And I couldn't get a replacement in for him, I guess. And then uh, for some reason, Jake Jacob Podol for... Uh, San Antonio didn't plan that last Sunday either. So so the one assist and the two steals I needed did not happen from with both those guys. I mean, with either one of those guys playing, I would think I would have gotten it. Um, but that did not happen, so we ended up in an, an exact tie, which was not cool if you ask me. But I'm sure Lockdown Luki loved it. I'm looking at my squad. I had a big two-week stretch from Bradley Beal that week before he got hurt. I had 245 points out of Beal, 16 threes, 34 rebounds, 22 assists, 10 steals, um, 197 points from Zion before he got hurt, um, 202 points from Luka Doncic, and yeah, I had some I had some crooked numbers there from a bunch of guys, but. Jalen Brown was out some games. Dennis Shorter got hurt. Joel Embiid was in and out. Bradley Beal got hurt. Podal got hurt. Zion got hurt. John Wall ended up out for the year. Porzingis got hurt. So yeah, I was I was scrambling for guys that those two weeks there. Um, Lockdown Luki, on the other hand, he he was. He had some big games from, looks like DeMar DeRozan had 152 points in that stretch. Russell Russell Westbrook was an absolute monster at the end of the year for Lockdown Lukey. Get this stat line from Russell Westbrook for two weeks. 175 points, 100 rebounds, 97 assists, 14 steals, 37 turnovers in two weeks. That is huge. 100 rebounds, 97... I haven't seen anybody get 100 rebounds in a two-week stretch this season, regardless of who you are. Um, so that was just a, a huge, huge effort from Russell Westbrook. He's been big here lately. Um, Giannis, 145 points, 64 boards. But yeah, Russell Westbrook was the player in that that uh, particular matchup, and and Lucky Lukey got the got the tiebreaker on that which I will have to look at, obviously, but if we do this again next year um, and, and come up with something different for a tiebreaker. But he got the tiebreaker. He got to face off against Burt's Bunch in the championship. And going on to the championship round, if I can find it here. Just as a quick recap, um... The Little Giants smoked me in the consolation ladder, six games to three. I don't think I ever, I don't think I was ever ahead in that one. Um, we both used pretty much all of our matchups or our, all of our acquisitions. We were starting all kinds of different guys by the end. I mean, I'm looking at Keeper's lineup. He's got 
He's got Marcus Smart, Kyle Anderson, Evan Fournier, Kelly Olnick, um, Tim Hardaway Jr., DeLon Wright, Jordan Clarkson. He had Porzingis on his lineup at the end of the that matchup. And Thaddeus Young. I mean, those are those guys. And then my team, I had Derek Rose, Isaiah Stewart, RJ Barrett, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Jacob Podol, Brooke Lopez, Marvin Bagley. I mean, just to name a few guys, but yeah, it was it was tough getting things going these last couple weeks. So I even if I would have made the championship, I wouldn't have beaten Burt's Bunch or Lucky Lockdown Lukey, so um, looking through the categories in our matchup, keepers won the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage fairly easily, 4926 to 4662. Free throws, 8307 to 7751. Three-pointers, he won fairly easily, 203 to 163. I won the rebounds, 528 to 503. He won the assists by 100, 459 to 355. He won steals, 102 to 87. I won the blocks, 51 to 42. He won the turnovers, 171 to 208. And I won the points, 1701 to 1667. So looking at through the championship, um, Burt's Bunch won five. Five points to four. A lot of close categories in this one, too, just going down the different stats. Lockdown, Lukey won field goal percentage, 5027 to 4685. Free throw percentage wasn't... Very close. Bunch won that. 8348 to 7736. Three pointers, the bunch won that fairly easily. 156 to 100. Rebounds was close. Um, 628 for the bunch. 610 for Lockdown Lukey. Assists was close. Lockdown Lukey won that. 418 to 404. Steals. Lockdown Lukey had 100 steals this past couple weeks. Uh, Spurts Bunch had 79. Bunch won blocks, 63 to 52. Lockdown Lukey won turnovers, 184 to 202. And the Bunch won points, 1648 to 1478. Um, not many acquisitions for either team. They both had they, they were both fairly healthy going into this last couple weeks, which is probably why they were in the championship. Um, Giannis had a big couple weeks there, 171 points, 62 rebounds, 34 assists. Rudy Gobert had 11 blocks and 100 rebounds in these two weeks. Um, Russell Westbrook, man, you thought his last number was big. Get this for his stat line in the last couple weeks. 172 points, 99 rebounds, 126 assists, 12 steals, 30 turnovers. I mean, that guy, he had to have been the MVP these last four weeks for the, the league, the whole league. Um, so, yeah, big lines there from from lockdown. Meanwhile, uh, Steph Curry continued to just carry the team for Burt's Bunch. He had 264 points, 46 three-pointers by himself, 40 assists, 36 rebounds, 10 steals. Um, Julius Randle, he was a beast for Burt's Bunch all year, 189 points, 73 rebounds. And that is what I'm seeing out of his team. But congratulations to Burt's Bunch on the championship, on the inaugural season, getting the trophy created, and you will be getting that shortly. So I thought the, the season in, as a whole was fun uh, for those who participated. Um, you know, a lot of things I would probably do different, probably set it up a little bit different starting next year. 
hopefully I can get some traction and get a few more people involved and maybe make it a 10 team, 8 team league or a 10 team league. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, hopefully some more to come next year with that. So with that, we're going to wrap up that season and we're going to move on to some football talk. That's our not give you goosebumps. Football in May. A couple weeks ago was the NFL draft. Um, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like there was too many fireworks. Maybe there was. Though all the biggest fireworks, of course, is all the Aaron Rodgers news and, and what's going to happen with him. As a Vikings fan, and as a lot of Vikings fans who listen to this podcast, um, we're awfully excited about that chaos going on in Green Bay. And it'll be interesting to see this summer um, what happens to Rodgers. Sounds like June 1 is kind of a a date that would have to come and go before anything would happen. Um, so we'll see if anything happens to A-Rodge here going into 2021. I know he's not going to play for the Vikings, so in my mind, best case scenario is he doesn't play at all, if you ask me. Um, I know a lot of Packers fans or a lot of fans of football in general would maybe disagree with that, but hey, sit out a year, A-Rodge. Force him to trade you next year. Let's see what happens. So that was kind of the big news coming out of the NFL draft. Uh, the other big news with the NFL draft, at least from a Viking standpoint, I thought they had a great draft. Um, you know, but I say that with a little bit of pessimism there, of course, because you just really never know how a draft is going to be until a, a year or two down the road. Um you know, after what happened, I'm, I'm going to admit something here. After what happened with Laquan Treadwell a few years ago, I was a little cool on Justin Jefferson going into 2020. And, I mean, he comes out and he's a star. You know, we're sitting in the draft last year with Lefevre and and Wass and Keepers and, and, and Vanagreen. And I was, I was really low on Justin Herbert. I thought that guy was going to be the biggest bust in the world. And maybe maybe he still won't be great, but I tell you what, after his rookie season, I thought he was awesome. And I think he's got a lot of good years ahead of him. So, I mean, I'm probably not the guy to ask for draft analysis, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Um, I, 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 li I really like the Vikings draft. I liked that they traded down and got the left tackle. I like that they drafted Kellen Mond with, like, the third pick in the third round. Um, somebody who seems to be different than Kirk Cousins. And not that Kirk Cousins is just... I, I'm starting to warm up to Kirk Cousins a little bit, okay, everybody? So just let's calm down there. Um, I just wanted somebody different, you know, just just to give a different look, I guess, more than anything. And, and, and somebody with a lot of, like, raw athletic ability who could maybe turn into something, some dynamic player down the road. So I really like that pick. Even if it fails, I like that pick. Um, I, I really like the Wyatt Davis pick from Ohio State, the guard from Ohio State, uh, the linebacker from North Carolina, um, the D-tackle from Pittsburgh, the DNs they got from Pittsburgh and Florida State, and uh, I think they got a corner from California. 
Oh, and Smith-Marset from Iowa. I love that pick, too. I think uh, he's got a real shot of being a, a third receiver for the Vikings, along with being a kick returner and a punt returner. Um, you know, Smith-Marset, to me, for, any, for anybody who looks at the stats, doesn't see the whole picture with him, he was saddled with, you know, first of all, a couple years with, with Stanley not being great um, and, and kind of a, a rigid offense, if you ask me at times. Um, but especially last year, being saddled with uh, Spencer Petrus from Iowa, I mean, he couldn't even get in the stratosphere of Smith-Marset as far as getting him the ball. Um, so I think with with a good quarterback and and uh, a few more opportunities, I think Smith-Marset could really be a great, great third receiver for the Vikings this year. Um, I think he's got the speed. He's, I think he's a, a better version of Jarius Wright. I think he's more in the Curtis Samuel mold. And, of course, once again, that's me being a biased Hawkeye fan too. So um, take that with a grain of salt. But I really like the Smith-Marset pick. And I don't know much about this Iowa State running back that they drafted, this Nene uh, Nguakwe or whatever his name was. But uh, from everything I hear from him, he's, he's kind of a beast too. Um, who didn't play a lot. And so we'll see what happens there with him. But overall, I really like the Vikings draft. I was really, I was really hoping Justin Fields would fall to them. And I was convinced that they weren't going to draft Justin Fields at 14 if he did fall to them. But from everything I hear is that they were going to draft Justin Fields at 14 if he fell there. But uh, to make matters worse, the Bears were the team that traded up to draft Justin Fields. And and like I said, you know, I'm not the guy, probably <laughs> the greatest judge of quarterback talent either. Um, maybe he, he'll turn out to be not great, which is what I kind of hope at this point he's not going to be. Um, but I, I really like how he played at Ohio State. I like how I, I think he's a dynamic NFL-type quarterback. Um, and I was pretty disappointed that the Bears traded up to get him. Um, I thought the 49ers made the right pick with Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Um, I think Lance has a chance that we, you know, with, you know, he's he's handed a great coaching situation with uh, Kyle Shanahan, and I think he's got a great chance to be something special in San Francisco, and, they, and they've got a good team, a great line, a great defense, great coaching, a uh, great front office. Um, so I think he's got a, a, chan a real chance to succeed there and uh, make some noise. So, you know, that's kind of the news from the NFL draft, and, and I'm not going to go start getting into it. I was going to, but, you know, with some time constraints here, um, I'm going to sa start saving some of the fantasy football stuff for later episodes. Um, so I'll go through my rookie fantasy rankings along with my overall fantasy rankings at certain positions, and... I'll start getting into some of that here as we get ready, as we get into the summertime and we start to plan for football season in the fall. So look forward to that in, in future episodes, but uh, that's kind of my short recap on the draft right now. Um, and now we will move to what I've been watching lately. Let's 
get into it. I have been watching... Actually, I don't know how I've been watching so much, but uh, in between all the baseball games we've been going to and all the softball games we've been going to and soccer and, and keeping busy at night, um, there have been a number of things that Davey and I have, have taken in these past few weeks. Um, we're still making it through Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the boys. I don't know if I mentioned that in our last episode, but we're in Season 3, I think, already at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so that's been kind of fun watching that with them. Um, we finished up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that ended that ended a few weeks ago for sure. Um, so maybe I talked about that already. Still making it through, and that's on Disney Plus, by the way. We're still making it through another Disney Plus show, um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So that's on episode eight already, and that's been fun to watch. A few new shows that Davey and I have taken in, um, in particular. One is the show Chad. I talked to Lefevre about this uh, during the NFL draft. Chad is a is a comedy out of TBS about a an, a real awkward high school kid. Um, pretty funny. Probably not probably not something I'd watch with the kids, maybe. But um, if you want some good. High school awkward humor. That's a pretty good show on TBS. It's called Chad. Um, Davey and I also we've also been watching a, a teeny, a teen drama on uh, Freeform called Cruel Summer. Um, that's been pretty interesting about a girl who gets kidnapped and yeah, some some uh, high school drama going on with that. And then we've also been watching uh, a show off of HBO Max called Mayor of Easttown. It's with Kate Winslet. Great show. Uh, very good show um, with her. Um, she does a great job in that. And that's on episode six. We've we watched the first five ep- episodes of that. That's still going on. That's about a detective in somewhere in the eastern U.S. Uh, and some, some murders going on and kidnappings going on there. Uh great show though with Kate Winslet it's called Mayor of Easttown I've also been watching on Apple TV Plus with Davey a show called Mosquito Coast with Justin Thoreau it's about a family who's on the run from the law um, husband and wife and their two I think high school age kids I would, I would call it um, haven't figured out exactly why they're on the run but uh, it's a good show nonetheless and that's on Apple TV Plus called The Mosquito Coast also, uh, a show I want to mention, too, on Apple TV Plus, another Apple TV Plus show, um, Mythic Quest, which is a, a comedy. Um, it's only a half-hour show, but it's it's pretty funny. It's about a video game company. It's kind of in the same vein as The Office, maybe, but it's, uh, it's about a video game company, and it's got a character from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in that that you might recognize. Um, great show. And season two of that just started here recently, so uh, Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus if you're an Apple TV uh, Plus subscriber. So a couple, that along with Mosquito Coast, a couple good shows there. And if another, I'll recommend, <laughs> I'll recommend another Apple TV Plus show that is also hitting the second season, and that's For All Mankind. It's kind of a different take on the space race between U.S. the U.S. and Russia. If uh, if the if Russia had landed first on the moon and and some different things, it's kind of an alternate history type uh, TV show, but it's it's very good. Um, it's called For All Mankind. And it's on Apple TV Plus. So, a few Apple TV Plus shows there. A couple Disney Plus shows with uh, Game Changers and Falcon, and then uh, 
yeah, I really haven't seen much on Netflix or Amazon uh, Prime lately. I should, I, actually, I take that back. I did watch a movie on Amazon Prime called Without Remorse. It's uh, Michael B. Jordan. It's kind of a Tom Clancy type, uh, Rainbow Six type thriller. Pretty good show, a lot of action. Uh, it's called Without Remorse on Amazon Prime. So, but yeah, I haven't seen much on really on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu lately. But uh, that is what I've been watching. So, I'm going to wrap it up. And I hope everybody has a good rest of the week. Um, as school ends, as track season ends, as baseball ends, as the summer starts, as people start going on vacation, Memorial Weekend's coming up too. Um, I'll try to get another episode out here shortly, a lot, a lot, a lot more quickly than I got this last episode out. Um, things have just been kind of busy lately, but I will do a better job of of getting shows out there. I, I'm trying to think, maybe maybe in the summertime I'll go to once every, maybe maybe it'll just be once a month or once every few weeks up until the football season, and then once the football season starts, I'll be hitting it out weekly again. Um, but be on the lookout for that here. I'll, I'll make sure to get some summer episodes out. Um, but I hope everybody takes care, and I will talk to you all later. See ya. I used to believe we were burning on the edge of something beautiful, something beautiful, selling a dream. Smoking mirrors keep us waiting on a miracle On a miracle Say go through the darkest of days Having to heartbreak away Never let you go, never let me down Oh, it's been a hell of a ride Driving the edge of a knife Never let you go, never let me down Don't you give up, nah, nah, nah